Hey. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Dr. Me First. It's me, your colleague in medicine and coach in life, Dr. Frickin' Aaron Wiseman. I am coming at you with a solo cast today. That's right. We had an amazing guest, and now you get to hear a little bit from me. So we're going to talk a little bit about the theme that I've been doing for January, which is career change. I'm going to read you a bit of mail that I got in my inbox and give a little bit of tips and tricks. I know right now it's all this like new year, new me bullshit. And I'm just going to say like, maybe it doesn't need to be a new you. Maybe you just need to look around, investigate, get curious because I bet that person who's under there who's like waiting to pop out isn't a new you. They just need a little space to come on out and grow. So here we go. Let's get into the solo cast today. All right, so the mail that I got, it says, Hi, I'm a family medicine physician for over 20 years. I've been listening to the podcast and occasionally attending master classes for the last year or so. I was majorly burnt out last year, and you really helped me. Well, thank you. I'm so glad to hear that. But here's what it goes on to say. But I'm kind of stuck again, and I don't know what I need. A coach, a therapist, maybe a sugar daddy. So I was hoping for some advice. I was that close to just chucking in the towel and quitting medicine altogether last year. I did quit my extremely toxic job and was off work for four months or so. Then I got a job at a local facility. I was very positive and hopeful at first. And now six months into it, the honeymoon is already over and I just don't want to be here. I like my patients okay, but I just have zero tolerance anymore for the extraneous bullshit that is in this profession. I feel like I can retire in a couple years, but not sure I can or want to last that long. So how can I manage the bullshit overload and stick it out a little bit longer? All right, bullshit caller. That's what we're going to call you. (laughs) Thank you so much for the email. I love when I get mail from you all. And so let's talk through this a little bit. I'll give a little bit of advice for everybody. And then I want to talk a little bit more about career change. So her current situation, super frustrating. But my question is, is it really better than the previous one? And if it is better, what does that show you about yourself? Meaning you did take the next best step and that you make good decisions for you. But if it's not better than the last position, what can you learn before you think about making any other changes? Because I say that because so many times we get in a thought process of, I've just got to change something. I just has to be different. But no matter where we go, we take ourselves for good or for bad. (laughs) And so, yes, absolutely. Getting out of a toxic, abusive work relationship or personal relationship is so very important, those external factors. But then we also have to look at those internal factors. And I'm hoping for Dr. Bullshit Caller that the job is better and it does show her that she did take the next best step But maybe it's now time to do the next one after that. And that might not be a job leave, but she did mention in there like a therapist, a coach, a sugar daddy. I would recommend all three, (laughs) to be perfectly honest, or at least the first two for sure. 
And so she also reading into the email, it looks like she did take a break. And so that's great. She took a four-month break between jobs. But my next question would be, when can you take another one? And when can you get it scheduled? Because if you've been listening to the podcast, you know that I talk a lot about taking a pause to recover and clear your head before you make any huge moves. I am a huge advocate for sabbaticals, for FMLA leave time, for short-term time off. I think it's so important. And one of the most powerful and empowering ways that we can help ourselves when we're thinking about a big decision or thinking about you know, making another change and another move. Because you don't wanna just make a decision off of one bad day, right? But sometimes you've got to get out of the situation to see, is this just one bad day? Is this just one bad manager? Is this just one bad EMR? Or is this a pattern? And the last thought I have is you only have to handle your bullshit. You don't have to carry the bullshit of the world, of the department, of the job, of others. And my question with that is, what have you been carrying that you can let go? Of course, it's going to hurt and it's going to feel bad when you hand back people their shit, but feeling bad doesn't mean that it's the wrong thing to do. So remembering that tough love is still love and that, yes, sometimes our yeses become no's and we have to go back on our word, which is a huge ego killer and makes us super humble. But remembering we only have to handle our own bullshit and the bullshit we choose to carry. A lot to think about there, and I hope that was helpful for Dr. Bullshit Caller and for everybody else who's out there. So let's talk about our theme this month. In the masterclass, we, depending if you came to it or you didn't, we talked about career change. And I just want to give a few tips, tricks, points of view on this. Because I am all about changing jobs, and I am also all about staying in jobs. I think it's a very individualized situation that you need to talk with, and it can be very nuanced. And so I'm not just the, like, make things better where you're at coach. I'm not the quick coach. I'm the, like, what works for you coach. So the first thing I think to talk about when it comes to talking about changing your job, changing your career, is naming the elephant in the room, which is fear. Fear of what's going to happen if I change my job, the fear of what if this never gets better. Huge, huge amounts of fear. And what I like to do when I talk to fear or when I am encountering fear is recognizing that it's there to tell me something. It's there perhaps to teach me something. It's there because I'm being triggered in some way. And so first recognizing how fear shows up in your life. So for me, fear a lot of times puts me into like overaction. I get really spastic. I'm kind of like all over the place. In other situations, fear can be really debilitating for me. And I don't check a lot of emails or I avoid tasks. So I wonder for you, how does fear show up for you? And really naming the fear What the fear is encompassing is so important because so many times we just want to take that fear monster and shove it in the closet and never look at it again. But the problem is when you shove it in the closet, it only grows bigger, it gets more resentful, and there's a lot more of other 
emotions that kind of get hung onto it and become its BFF. So then the next time the closet door pops open and fear like comes running out at you, it's a bigger, hairier, scarier monster. So I think the first thing is, is sitting with fear and being like, okay, I have fear of this situation. That's absolutely normal. I'm human. I'm going to have fear. My brain is literally programmed for this. But what is underneath this fear? Am I afraid that if I change my job that I'm not going to have any monetary means and we're going to be eating garbage out of the back of McDonald's? Is this fear because of what people will think about me? Is this fear of the unknown and uncertainty? Is this fear because of something else that I've done in my life and it's coming back up to remind me of it? So really getting underneath that fear, I think, is really important. And the only way that you can do that is to sit with it. Some people are the type of people that process through with journaling. I'm particularly a talker, hence why therapy and coaching works really well for me. So finding those means for which that you can explore this fear is super important. So that's number one when you're considering a career change. The other point that you want to get to after you've looked at this is asking yourself, have I gotten myself to a point, I call it the not this, <laughs> when you're just like, not this bullshit anymore, which then leaps you into the next level, which is like, but then what, right? Then what? And that phase can either trigger up more fear, or maybe you could look at it like an explorer and say, okay, then what? Knowing that the world is absolutely open to you because I guarantee you fucking figure things out. You are smart. You are intelligent. You're an absolute badass. And if you look back in your past, you have always fucking figured it out and you will do that in this situation too. So instead of, you know, hunkering down and not doing anything, getting expansive, thinking like, okay, what could I do? And just making a list, no judgment, total word vomit, getting it all out on there from being like a taxidermist to working at the checkout line at the grocery store. Maybe it's a different avenue of medicine that you want to explore, becoming a coach, a podcaster. I don't know. Name all the things, get them out. Maybe you like play an instrument and you're world-class you know, flutist, I don't know, but write all the things out about what it could be. You're not making any decisions right now. And your brain is going to be like, oh, 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 you can't do that. I just want you to just get all of those out, all of those possibilities. Maybe you become a rancher in Montana. I don't know, but I want you to get them absolutely all out without going through and like judging them and writing them off the page. This is super hard for physicians because we like to, when we put the diagnosis down, know 100% that is what it is. But I want to remind you, a diagnosis is a suggestion. It's a hypothesis. And that's exactly what you're doing here in the then what stage. You're just making a hypothesis. And it might be like a really outlandish one. Like I remember when I was in sixth grade and we had to do the science fair and I did some crazy thing with iodine and it didn't even work. That's okay. That's part of the process. We accept it in science. We insect it in clinical trials. You're just making a hypothesis. So go there. Make the most outlandish hypothesis. Make the ones that are close to home. Make the ones that you've thought in your heart but never put out there. Put the ones down that you have considered. Put all of them down. 
And then the next thing what I want you to think about then is who do I need to talk to? Because the last thing you want to do right now is isolate yourself. Isolation gets you no freaking where other than having a mental breakdown. Hence why segregation is really diminishing in the jail population. We know it's not healthy for human beings. Hello. So why would you do that now? And I want you to reach out to your network. Maybe you don't have a network. That's fine. You can join Dr. Me First or the other great networks that are forming on the internet. I want you to talk to a mentor. I want you to talk to a trusted peer, hence the word trusted. People need to earn the right to know your inner thoughts. You need to find those safe places and those safe people to talk to. But I want you to start reaching out. And I want you to get used to saying the words, I don't exactly know what it's going to look like, but I'm working on it. I also want you to practice that I don't have all the hows but I'm working closer to the what. And maybe that what is just a feeling state. I want to feel fulfilled at the end of my day and not totally exhausted like a dementor has sucked out my soul. I want to be in a position that brings joy to my life rather than depression. And that's okay to have your what because the hows are absolutely figure outable. But the only way that you can learn more about what's available in the world, what other people are doing, is to actually go talk to other people. So I mentioned this in a couple other episodes, specifically the episode about how to go clinically PRN and start a super crazy business. Go check out that series if you haven't listened to it. Another episode that you might want to listen to is, I think it's 273 that talks about changing your job almost guilt-free. That's another one. But most importantly, getting back to the topic is making sure that you're reaching out and talking with people. That could be me through an email, coming to a mastermind, joining the Slack group. That could be any number of amazing physician coaches. Like I mentioned, working your network is vital. And I'll be perfectly honest, Sometimes the people who are closest to you install that fear because they don't know what it's going to look like. They don't know what's inside your head. And though I love my closest beings who live in my home and are in my family and my close friends, sometimes those aren't the best people to talk to. Sometimes it is, but I just want you to put a caveat on that, that they might not be ready to go to that explorative phase and they might not have any additional information to give you. So it might not be the place to network initially. All right, and the next thing I want to talk about in career change is a super awesome model that I just learned about called the logical levels of change. So this is a part that is in neurolinguistic programming, MLP, which is another like structuring for a different type of coaching. But the the logical levels are first proposed by Robert Diltz. And it's a really cool structure. So we all know like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So think about this triangle again. But in this, in this structure, the basic idea is that, that each level directly affects the levels below it. So in order to get to those higher levels, you've got to build up your triangle. So think about like starting with a base layer and then adding another and another and another. So that's what I want you to think about. Or like my kids always had those stacking toys. So that's the other thing to think about this DILT's logical level. So at the very bottom is environment. 
So that's like, where am I at? And I think that's where a lot of people come into Burnt Out to Badass. They start talking to me because they like just want to get out of their environment. And like I said, if it's toxic and malignant and abusive, absolutely you do. But that's only the base layer of change. Then the next layer is behavior. What am I doing? So on like the day-to-day basis, that's what I'm asking people like, do you hate what you do? And perhaps they do. And so that's the behavior level. So it's environment, behavior. And the next one is capability or competency. And so that question to ask is, what do I know how to do and what skills do I have? A lot of doctors get stuck here because they only think they know how to be a doctor. But hello, transferable skills. You have a lot of them. I promise you do. So those are the first three layers. The next layer, the fourth layer on top is values and beliefs. So this is really getting into what is important to me and what do I expect in a given situation? So that's where like core values are going to come in. That's where like fundamental beliefs and those actually can be changed, believe it or not. And so understanding that about yourself. Then the fifth level is identity. Like, who am I? And really unpacking that. And then the top level is purpose or spirit. And that's the what am I here for? What am I a part of that is greater than myself? And I love this modeling because, like I said, the the layers, how they sit on top of each other, each layer directly affects the lower hierarchy. So many times doctors want to flip it and they want to put environment at the top, like if I just change my environment, it's going to like boom, 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 change everything below. But the actual structuring is the opposite. You can change your environment, but that might not change your competency. It might not change your behaviors. It might not change your identity or your beliefs because it's stacked above that. So I would encourage you, yes, absolutely. Let's talk about the fundamentals to job change and getting you in a better location. But also let's do those other things too. Or at least evaluate them and ask, you know, what am I here for? Who am I? What's important to me? What do I know how to do and what skills do I have? And how am I doing that? I think those are so, so important to take into account when you're talking about career change. And the last thing I want to hit on is that you are not doing a wrong thing by considering a change. I think so many times we have a lot of guilt and shame around leaving this honorable profession or changing our jobs for for whatever reason. And again, I want you to go listen to the episode 273 if you're struggling with the guilt and shame of it. Because at the end of the day, no one is coming to save you. There is no Batman. There is no Superman. There is no Elastigirl. You choose You actively choose to make a change in your life or you're choosing what you currently have. And yeah, granted, we all want to like make things happen faster, but those choices first start within us. And so I want to get you out of like a passive victim mentality of like, if I just hold on to win, if I just did it, you know, kicking that can down the road and remind you like no one's coming to save you. This is you, boo. You got this. No matter what you decide to do, you get to choose.
friend, I want to invite you to my monthly masterclass. It's live, it's confidential, it's a whole shit ton of fun, let me tell you. It's typically the last Sunday of the month, but check the dates because sometimes I do change things around. Can almost bet it's at 2 p.m. Eastern time. We talk about a variety of topics such as burnout, aka my favorite, being a badass, taking breaks, going outside, student loans, burnout recovery, relapse, and so many more. So click in the show notes so that you can get signed up today and get the emails with the notifications of the date, the time, the link, and all the deets that you will need for it. All right. There was a lot of air and sass. There was a lot of information in there, but I hope that it was helpful to hear somebody write into me and hear my take on career change. If you can make it, come to the masterclass in January. If you can't, we'll do a short video replay that we'll send out on the emails. So make sure that you join the email list so when we send it out, you can all get it. Just wanted to remind you, we still have the Aaron Wiseman Badass Slack group. It's getting kind of active in there. It's a lot of fun. So come join us if you need more support and more community. And you want to ask your questions directly to me because I'm right in there every single day. And then this spring, I'm so excited to be getting the next Burnt Out to Badass CME group going as well. You can find more information about that in the show notes. All right, my friends, this is getting a little bit long, but I'm just so glad that you're here. And remember, your life, your calling, your pulse matters.